Hey, this is Mrs. H, and welcome to episode 2 of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Okay, so last week when we ended chapter 5, Hagrid had taken Harry to get his school supplies and dropped him back off at um, the train station to go back to the Dursleys. So, as we go into chapter 6, the Dursleys have kind of eased up on Harry um, a little bit. But, you know, instead of being just terrible to him, they completely ignore him. Uh, Dudley won't even be in the same room with him. Um, the It comes to the point where Harry has to ask for a ride to King Cross Station on September 1st. And the Dursleys agree to take him uh, for two reasons. They have to get Dudley's tail removed before he starts school. And also because once he mentions platform nine and three quarters, they think that it's really funny because there's no platform nine and three quarters to their knowledge anyway. Um, so they kind of make a joke out of it. So they take Carrie on September 1st and they make a big deal about, uh, Vernon makes a big deal about getting a trolley to push his trunk and, um, school things on and walks him right to platform right between platform platforms nine and ten um and you know it's kind of like i told you so see there's no platform nine and three quarters so essentially they leave him stranded at the train station thinking there's no way he can get on to the platform because there is no platform nine and three quarters um to their in their mind anyway so this is where Harry meets the Weasleys um, he meets Mrs. Weasley Jenny Fred George Percy and Ron um, you can kind of see the difference between the um, Weasley boys Fred and George are obviously class clowns and really funny and uh, mischievous and Percy is a prefect um, so you know he's kind of honored for being a really good kid um, not breaking rules things like that uh, to be a prefect is uh, to be a leader of sorts of your um, your house your schoolhouse um, when he meets them he doesn't understand how to get onto the platform so he has to ask mrs weasley how to get onto the platform and she nicely tells him how to do it um she has them watch her sons and then she has them go before ron to make sure you know he does okay she tells him to uh walk through the wall between platforms nine and ten and to do it at a run if he's nervous um so he gets through the platform and he gets on the train and Fred and George help him load his trunk onto the train and that's when they realize who he is so they ask him you know are you Harry Potter and Harry says yeah um, so they go back out onto the platform and they tell Mrs. Weasley who he is and she has a pretty different reaction than the boys you know she feels sorry for him because he's there by himself um, she also warns her sons not to ask him questions about what happened the night his parents died um, and to not you know bother him with a whole bunch of questions and things like that so Ron ends up sitting in the same compartment as Harry and Harry is just as interested in Ron as Ron is Harry um, he messes up a few times um, as far as saying Voldemort and um, you know Ron's reaction is to kind of freak out a little bit because nobody in the wizarding world says it well hardly anybody in the uh, wizarding world says Voldemort um, so we kind of see that Ron's family is not the richest family. They're pretty poor. Um, and Ron's kind of embarrassed about that. But when the um, 
once Charlie comes around, Harry has never had any of the wizard wizarding treats, sorry, wizarding treats, and, um, so he buys some of everything, and he shares it with Ron, and he really enjoys doing that, because up until till this point, he's never really had anything to share, nor anybody to share with, because, um, people would not want to associate with him because of Dudley and his gang. Um, so they're eating chocolate frogs and in chocolate frogs you get a card like a collectible card um, and it has a famous witch or wizard on it um, and Harry's kind of surprised to find out that the pictures move. They don't stay on the card, they don't stay in the frame. Um, they also scratch their nose, blink, things like that. Um, <coughs> one of Harry's first chocolate fraud cards that he gets is Dumbledore. So he kind of gets a background on um, Dumbledore um, and finds out, you know, kind of his high achievements. Um, we also meet Neville Longbottom in this chapter. And he is a, best way to describe it would be a hot mess. He's really sweet, but he's also really nervous. Um, doesn't have any self-confidence at all. Um, seems to be almost more worried about going to Hogwarts than Harry is. And Neville is a pureblood wizard. Um, let's take a second here and we'll... Uh, talk about the uh, different types of wizards. There's Muggleborns, which have um, Muggle parents. Neither one are witch or wizard. There's pure blood, which are both parents are wizards. Um, and then there's half and half. So, and I'm really not sure. I really don't know the answer to this. I've kind of w uh, wondered about it, but now that we're talking about it, it brings it back. Um, so, Harry's mother was a muggle-born, and Harry's dad is a pureblood. So, I'm not sure if that makes Harry a pureblood, because both of his parents were um, a witch and a wizard. Or not so I'm really not sure about that I'm kind of confused about that if you ha if you know the answer um, let me know you can email me tweet me uh, put on the Facebook page something so I really I really do wonder about that <coughs> sorry guys it's spring and it's getting me um, anyway uh, we also meet Hermione Granger and she's trying to help Neville find his his toad. He's lost his toad. Um, which, when you meet Neville, it kind of doesn't surprise you that he's lost something. And, you know, he's super worried about it. Um, but when we meet Hermione Granger, Ron is trying to turn Scabbers yellow with a spell that George gave him. Um... She comes in and she asks, has anybody seen a toad? They say, we've already told Neville we haven't. And she notices that Ron has his wand out. And she asks, are you doing, are you going to do some magic? You know, let's see it. So he, he tries this obviously fake spell, which, you know, kind of shows how George and Fred are because they would, think that's hilarious that he's trying a spell that they gave him not only because it was fake but because he was doing it in front of other people um, so obviously that doesn't work um, we also kind of see Hermione's personality she's definitely a goody-goody um, she says she's read all the textbooks memorized them by heart uh, we also learn a little bit about the um, Hogwarts houses there's Slytherin, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff. Um, I think Ron says there wasn't a witch or wizard that went bad that wasn't in Slytherin. So Slytherin kind of gets this bad rap from the get-go in the first book. 
Um, you mainly see a lot of differences between, like, it's brought to light a lot more between Slytherin and Gryffindor. Um, eventually, you you learn about uh, Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw and their, their qualities, but uh, mainly in the first book, we hear a lot about Slytherin and Gryffindor. Um, we also see a few examples of wizarding careers. We have, uh, we find out about Bill and Charlie, which are Ron's older brothers. Uh, one works with dragons, um, which is surprising to Harry because, you know, everybody in the muggle world just assumes dragons aren't real. Um, and then uh, one, another of his brothers works at Gringotts, works for Gringotts. He breaks curses. So it's like he's he's like kind of like an Indiana Jones type guy. Um, Mr. Weasley also works at the Ministry of Magic. Um, so he he works for the I cannot remember it off the top of my head. Um, let me try to find it real quick. He makes. I really should have my notes better, like together better than this. Um, oh, this is terrible. So, Mr. Weasley works in the Muggle Protection something. I don't remember exactly what it's called. When I find it, I'm having trouble finding it right now. When I find it, I will um, put it on the Facebook page or tweet it or something. I can't believe it. I can't find it, and I cannot remember it. Okay, so Mr. Weasley also works in the um, Ministry of Magic, and what he does is um, he's in charge of uh, witch and wizard items, like everyday items that might end up back into the muggle world uh, like teapots things like that keys things like that um, so you know if that happens he has to modify memories things like that um, so that's that's essentially what he works with and it might tell us in the next chapter I feel like I read it and I feel like I would have wrote it down but you know I don't surprise myself with the things that I forget to do okay so and then they also have a run-in with Draco Malfoy. He comes in, and he is kind of a crap starter. He just likes to start crap. Um, Harry recognizes him as the boy in um, the robe shop that was very stuck up and um, just rude. Reminded him a lot of Dudley. So that was Draco Malfoy. Um introduces his two cronies, which is Crab and Goyle, and Draco is kind of like an average size kid, maybe a little bit smaller, but um, I would say average, and then Crab and Goyle are just really big guys, they're just really big, and they are really stupid, so it's safe to say that Malfoy only hangs out with them because they're big. And, you know, the muscle behind his mouth. Um, and he, he makes, Draco makes fun of Ron for being poor because his dad knows the Weasleys. And we've already heard about um, Malfoy's views on non-pureblood families. Um, so they, Crab and Goyle start to... Uh, like come towards Ron and Harry like they're going to fight or something because Harry and Ron are not going to put up with Crab and Goyle talking crap about Ron's family or really anyone. Um, Malfoy offers to befriend Harry and show him, you know, good wizarding families versus what he, he deems is bad wizarding families, which would be the Weasleys. Um, and Harry just tells him no. 
And it kind of escalates from there. So they, they're coming towards Harry and Ron like they're going to fight or something. And Scabbers bites um, Goyle. And Scabbers doesn't do much of anything. Um, except sleep. He's really old. So for Scabbers to bite Goyle... He'll go down in history, at least for that. Um, but after Goyle shakes him off, he's immediately back to sleep. So, um, after that, we end up at Hogwarts. And the first years get to ride boats um, into Hogwarts across the lake. Um, so they get to see their first sites of Hogwarts in a pretty neat way um, coming from boats. Uh, Hagrid takes them and we find Neville's Toad. He is in a boat. Um, Hagrid finds him when all the first years get off. <coughs> Sorry again because okay so, going into chapter 7, we learn more about the four houses, which I said before was Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, Gryffindor. Um, and the um, point system for the houses, uh, McGonagall brings the first years in, and she's talking to them about um, how they're going to be sorted. They'll join the feast soon, but they have to be sorted first. And um, she explains the four houses, and... Um, that whatever house that they're sorted into, they will have a chance to earn points um, for the house cup at the end of the year. So, you know, answering questions, um, good deeds, things like that will earn them points. But also, if they get in trouble, they will have points taken away from them. Um, and something I found interesting is none of the first years have any idea about the sorting. They don't know what it's going to be. Um, Ron says the twins told him that they would have to wrestle trolls. So I think it's kind of neat that uh, that Ron has you know, so many brothers that have been in Hogwarts before, but he has no idea how they're going to get sorted. Um, we also meet the school's ghosts um, and they're talking about Peeves which we don't know who Peeves is just yet but we will find out um, so they just kind of float into the chamber that the first years are, are hanging out in until they get sorted um, and we, know, we learn that the Hufflepuff house ghost is the Fat Friar And he is the one that does um, most of the talking when they come into the um, chamber with the first years. Um, the Great Hall, it describes the Great Hall. There's four long tables and, you know, they're the house tables. So Slytherin sits together, um, Ravenclaw sits together, Hufflepuff sits together, Gryffindor sits together. And then there's a long table. Um at the top, like, of the Great Hall, um, and that's where the teachers sit. We also find out that the Great Hall ceiling is bewitched to look like the sky outside, so if it's night, this the ceiling shows, like, a night scene. If it's raining, the ceiling is cloudy. <coughs> Sorry. So we see that. Um, okay, so the sorting hat, so they put a hat on, they have to go sit on the stool in front of the whole school and they, they put the sorting hat on. Um, so there's no wrestling trolls, it's really not anything like any of them thought they were going to have to do. Um, there was a lot of people worried about taking tests and Harry's like, oh well, you know, I've glanced through my books, but I don't know enough magic to take any kind of test. So if you turn to page 117, um, you see the 
sorting hat and a song. Um, okay, so I'm just going to read the part that describes some of the characteristics of the different houses. It says, you might be in Gryffindor, where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. You might belong in Hufflepuff, where they are just, just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Are yet in wise old Ravenclaw, if you've a ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. Or perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make your, fr your real friends. Those cunning folk use any means to achieve their ends. And he says, just put me on and I'll be able to tell you. Um, so we go through the line of the first years and we get to Harry. Hermione gets put in Gryffindor. Neville gets put in Gryffindor, which if you, if you remember, Neville's really, really nervous and not confident at all. And the way the Sorting Hat describes Gryffindor is, you know, brave and daring. Um, so it's kind of a weird placement. Um, but the Sorting Hat knows more. I mean, it, it sees your mind, you know. It, it knows better than probably you do about where you should be. So um, we get to Harry, and the Sorting Hat considers putting Harry into Slytherin. And even though Harry doesn't know much about the houses, he knows for sure that he does not want to be in Slytherin because, as you remember, Slytherin has already gotten a bad rap. So he doesn't want to be in Slytherin where um, the guy that killed his mom and dad was, you know, that was his house, so... Um, so, Harry, Ron, Neville, Hermione, they all end up in Gryffindor. Um, Harry tells the Soaring Hat, not Gryffindor, not Gryffindor, not Gryffindor. So, the Soaring Hat took his decision into play, into mine, and placed him in Gryffindor. Um, so we get to see more of Dumbledore's kind of odd, witty personality. His, um choice of words to start the feast were nitwit, blubber, oddment, and tweak. And that was it. Um, Harry asked Percy, Dumbledore's you know, crazy. And, you know, Percy talks Dumbledore up, you know, he's a genius, he's done this, he's done that. But yeah, he's crazy. Um, the plates in the Great Hall magically fill themselves and they keep refilling themselves. So, um, we went from a table that had empty plates on it to a table that had everything you could have possibly imagined to eat on it. Uh, we also meet the Gryffindor ghost and his name is Nearly Headless Nick. And we also find out about the Slytherin ghost, which is the Bloody Baron. Um, and then Neville tells this really sad story. <laughs> I mean, I think it's sad that his his grand raised him and um, she thought that he was a muggle and because he never showed any kind of magical um, outbursts you know accidental magic anything like that and his uncle would try to catch him in you know terrifying or odd situations to try to force the magic out of him trying to kind of like scare the magic out of him it's really sad. He was holding Neville out of a window. And somebody else said something to him. And he dropped him. And that's when Neville showed his first um, bit of magic. He just bounced down. He didn't get hurt or anything. So that kind of shows maybe why Neville's so nervous. And so um, self-conscious about everything. Um, let's see. So, Harry's, you know, trying to get his bearings about him. And he's looking up at the, uh, 
staff table and when he makes eye contact with Snape he gets a really sharp pain in his scar that he's never felt before and he thinks it's odd and he asked Percy about um, Professor Snape you know he asked who he is and Percy tells him um, it's Professor Snape he's the potions master but he really wants to be the defense against the dark arts um, teacher so towards the end of the um, chapter Dumbledore makes his start of term reminders which are um, Forbidden Forest is off limits Filch the caretaker has uh, probably a list a mile long of, of products and things that are banned from the school and a new um, rule that the third floor corridor on the right hand side I believe it's the right hand side um, is out of bounds this year and even Percy kind of thinks that's that's odd because um, usually Dumbledore will tell the the prefix and head boy and head girl what's going on um, Dumbledore's words verbatim are the third floor corridor on the right hand side is out of bounds to everyone who does not wish to die a very painful death and with Dumbledore's kind of odd personality you know some people gave a little bit of a giggle because they weren't sure if he was being serious and then on page 28 we <laughs> we learned the school song which is hilarious to me and there's no real tune or melody or anything that goes with it Dumbledore says pick your favorite tune and let's go and the Weasley twins sing a funeral march um, just kind of shows the you know just the funny side of Hogwarts Okay, so we come face to face with Peeve on our way to the Gryffindor common room. He's a poltergeist and he's just a troublemaker. He's only afraid of the Bloody Baron. Percy does tell the first years that um, that's the only person I'll listen to. So he's just, you know, being rude, making ugly noises, things like that. And as this chapter ends, Harry has a weird dream about wearing. Professor Quirrell's turban and he like it's when he tries to take it off it just gets tighter and tighter and tighter um, and he told the turban he didn't want to be in Slytherin so uh, he has just a really weird dream alright as we go into chapter 8 uh, we go into Harry and Ron's first day at Hogwarts and their classes and things. Um, Harry's greeted with points, whisper, stares, all kinds of things when he's walking um, through the corridors and things. But you have to remember the wizarding world, Harry's famous. Um, so, you know, that takes a little bit getting used to because before, Harry was ignored like the plague because nobody wanted Dudley and his gang to think that they liked Harry. Um, there are 142 staircases in Hogwarts and some of them have a, a step you have to jump. Some of them um, change places on Fridays. Um, there's doors that you have to tickle in the right spot. So it's not only the classes and um, schoolwork itself but Hogwarts itself is a puzzle that will keep your mind going all the time um, we also we see Filch is just he's just a pain in the butt he is imagine the teacher that you had in school that was always trying to get you in trouble I know when I was in middle school we had like this really dumb dress code and there was a um, I don't think she was a teacher I think she was like a teacher's aide or something you had to wear a belt and have to tuck your shirt in but um, she would come around and she would check everybody's waistline for a belt just to hand out 
demerits first thing in the morning. So imagine that, and then that's what Filch is. Um, he doesn't care. He's always trying to get some money in trouble. He also has a cat, Mrs. Norris, and if she sees you breaking a rule, she will run off, and Filch will be there within seconds. Um, history and magic is one of the classes that the boys take, and it's the only go. It's the only class taught by a ghost. Um, says that Professor Benz got up one morning to teach and just left his body behind. So, um, so I'm going to give you a rundown of the professors too because it gets a little bit confusing in the beginning. Um, professor Sprout. She is the herbology professor. Professor Benz is the history of magic professor. Um, professor Flitwick teaches charms. Professor McGonagall teaches, teaches, sorry, I cannot talk today. Professor McGonagall teaches transfiguration. Uh, Professor Quarles, obviously, Defense Against the Dark Arts, abbreviated as DADA. Snape is the potions master. There are other teachers in Hogwarts, but this is our main set of teachers right now. Um, Snape is the head of Slytherin House. McGonagall is the head of Gryffindor. Um, so Harry's been at um, school for about a week or so, and he doesn't get mail in the mornings. You know, there's nobody at home that would write to him, um, much less write using an owl. So Harry finally gets a letter with Hedwig, and it's Hagrid inviting him down for tea that Friday. Um, to me, this shows that Hagrid really does care about Harry and his well-being, and he probably understands that Harry's not getting any mail. So it's just something to uh, make Harry feel more at home and maybe included a little bit. Uh, Malfoy was pointing, you know, had pointed out that. Harry never got anything, never got an email or anything, and he was getting treats and things sent from home, which just, Malfoy's just a terrible kid. I mean, he picking on somebody because they don't have parents, it's pretty low. Um, so, uh, Harry goes to his first potions lesson, and it's pretty clear right from the start that Snape does not like Harry. That his first impression upon seeing upon seeing Snake Snape not Snake sorry upon seeing Snape that he didn't like Harry is 100% true. He starts questioning. He calls him you know their newest celebrity. Uh, he starts questioning Harry about potions uh, and things like that. And Harry obviously doesn't have any idea of the answer. So, you know, just to kind of embarrass Harry in front of the class. Um, so Neville, of course, ends up melting a cauldron with their, um, they were making a potion, it's supposed to be a simple potion to cure boils, and um, Neville ends up melting a cauldron and has to be sent to the hospital wing because he's covered in boils. Um, and Snape blames Harry for that and takes points from Gryffindor because he says that Harry should have stopped him because Neville was working nearby and that Harry let Neville make the mistake that he did um, so Harry would look better. So a lot of prejudice just like right there. It's like, no, I don't like you at all. And poor Harry has no idea why. Um, so Ron goes with Harry to Hagrid's for tea and um, Harry introduces Ron to Hagrid and Hagrid clearly knows um, Ron's brothers. He mentions that he's spent a lot of time chasing the twins away from the Forbidden Forest. Um, Hagrid, let's, Hagrid doesn't like Filch either but he defends Snape when Snape or when Harry um, mentions that he's pretty sure that Snape doesn't like him. Uh, while they're at Hagrid's, they learn of the uh, Gringotts break-in. There's been a break-in at Gringotts, 
says that the uh, vault that was broken into had been emptied earlier that day. And Harry notices the date in the article, and it was the same day that um, he and Hagrid were at Gringotts and got all the school supplies. He mentions this to uh, Hagrid, and Hagrid acts kind of shady about it, so um, which piques Harry's curiosity. So, chapter nine. Um, the first years find out about their flying lessons, um, and Gryffindors and Slytherins will be having their flying lessons together. And Harry just absolutely like. He says that he hates Draco more than Dudley. Um, so Harry's nervous because he's never been a broom on a broom in his life. Um, Neville, who is a pureblood, um, had never been on one either because his grand didn't trust him to be on a broomstick. So, I'm telling you, Neville's story is sad. Um, the morning of their first uh, flying lesson, Neville gets sent a remember-all by his grand, which is, it's a ball and you hold it, and there's uh, white like smoke in it, and if the smoke turns red, you forgot something. Well, the smoke turns red. So, um, but Neville has no idea what he forgot. So, Draco comes over, and being his normal bully self, takes it from Neville and Harry and Ron jump up to defend Neville um maybe not so much because they are really close to Neville but because they don't like Draco um so they go their flying lessons and when it comes time to actually kick off and um fly Madam Hooch, which is, um, she's the Quidditch referee, and she's also, she teaches flying lessons. Um, Madam Hooch says she'll blow her whistle on the count of three, and then everybody's to kick off, hover a few feet above the ground, and come back down. Well, poor Neville jumps the gun, and he can't come back down. So he's just flying higher and higher and higher and higher, and eventually he falls and breaks his wrist. Um, and Madame Hooch has to take him to the hospital wing. And before she goes, she tells um, everybody that they're to keep both feet on the ground or they're going to be expelled. Well, Malfoy finds um, Neville's remember all and just being a brat about it. Um, so Harry f follows uh, Draco into the air and Draco throws the remember all. Um, Harry does a, a pretty awesome dive to catch it, and McGonagall sees it. And, you know, everybody thought that Harry was going to be expelled when McGonagall marched across the lawns and shouted his name. Um, but it turns out she introduced him to uh, Oliver Wood, who was the Quidditch team captain for Gryffindor, and he got to be on the uh, Quidditch team. Um, and Harry is the he's going to play Seeker and Harry is the youngest Seeker in a century um, so when Malfoy gets word that Harry doesn't didn't get expelled he's not even in trouble um, he sets up a midnight duel um, so Harry and Ron are going to sneak out and meet uh, Malfoy in the trophy room. Hermione tries to stop him. Um, but as they leave the portrait, the um, fat lady went somewhere, so they can't get back in. So they're stuck with Hermione. Um, and they also run into Neville, who has been out of the hospital wing for hours, but he forgot the password to the uh, common room, so... <laughs> So, what was supposed to be Harry and Ron turns into Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Neville. Um, and the Midnight Duel in the trophy room turns out to be a setup. Uh, Malfoy never comes. Uh, Filch knows that somebody's out of bed and going to be in the trophy room. So, Malfoy has tipped him off because 
Malfoy is a lot of talk. And um, you've seen that up until now, and you'll continue to see it. He's scoured. Um, if he doesn't have Crab and Goyle with him, he's a chicken. He's all mouth. Uh, he doesn't ever do anything except for mouth. So that was his way to try to get Harry and Ron expelled again. And um, as Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Neville are running from Filch, they end up in the Forbidden Corridor. And there's a three-headed dog in there. Um, so they escape from there. Hermione says her famous line, I'm sure you've seen a meme or something about it, that says, um, I'm going to bed before either one of you gets killed or worse, expelled. Okay, so chapter 10. Uh, chapter 10's pretty short. and We don't really learn a whole bunch of stuff in this chapter. Um, so the next day after the midnight duel was scheduled, um, Malfoy was surprised to see Harry and Ron were at breakfast. And Harry receives... Um, special permission from Dumbledore to have a broom because first years are not supposed to have a broom. Remember back in the robe shop, um, Draco said he was going to try to talk his dad into buying him one anyway and sneaking it into Hogwarts. Um, so Malf or, I'm sorry, Harry receives his broom in the mail that day. So Malfoy does not know that because of the situation with Remember All that Harry got on the um, house Quidditch team. So he doesn't know any of that. But he does know that the package that Harry receives that morning at breakfast is shaped like a broomstick. So, um, he tells Flitwick that they, that Harry has been sent a broom. And Flitwick, Flitwick says, oh yeah, I heard about that and the special permission. So Draco has tried several times to get Harry in trouble and it's not working out so Malfoy's getting um, pretty mad about it um, <coughs> so Wood um, has a special practice for Harry to learn Quidditch because remember Harry's never seen a game of Quidditch doesn't really know the rules um, and those rules and um, uh, explanation of everything is on page 167 so let me turn to there real quick um, so each Quidditch team has seven players uh, three of those seven players are called chasers um, the chasers throw the quaffle to each other and that's how they make goals and there's three goal posts that look like uh, bubble ones like um, you get in a bottle of bubbles but they're really big um, so and you have to throw it through one of them to get a go uh, and there's 10 point it's 10 points for every time the quaffle goes through one of the hoops so it's not um, different points for hitting different ones it's any of them is 10 points um, The keeper is uh, like the gully for the uh, for the hoops that they they fly around all three of them and they block the quaffle from entering. Um, and then there are beaters. There are two beaters on each team, and they there are bludgers. Sorry, bludgers, which are. Um, balls that try to knock people off of their brooms like they target players um, it doesn't care care which side it just they it they target players to try to knock them off their broom um, and the beaters have two small clubs kind of like a baseball bat um, and they hit the bolt the bludger like that um, so they kind of fly around their teammates 
keep an eye on the bludgers and make sure that they're there to beat them away from their players and towards other players. Um, and then Harry asks if the bludgers ever killed anyone, and uh, Wood says not at Hogwarts, but we've had a couple broken jaws. So, uh, and the Weasley twins, Fred and George, are the um, beaters for the Gryffindor team. Uh, then there's the golden snitch, which is golden, obviously, and uh, it has wings, and that is what the seeker tries to find, and it's really small, so it's not like it's as big as the quaffle or the bludgers or anything like that, so you really got to look for it. Um, a game of Quidditch only ends when the snitch has been caught, and the uh, seeker that catches the snitch, his team gets, or his or her team, gets an extra 150 points. Uh, so, pretty much you win the game. And the game ends, not always, but pretty much. And that is Harry's job. Um, I want to take a second here. If you guys have any uh, drawings of a Quidditch field, send them to me. Um, because I remember when I read this book the first time, I was like, wow, this is a lot to take in. I can't, um, really picture it in my head. Um, or you can watch the movies, but I, I like fan art. So if you guys could send in your drawings of a Quidditch pitch, that would be great. Um, okay, so we've learned our Quidditch, um, and... This chapter spans a couple weeks. Um, Harry says, you know, I can't believe here. I've been here for a month already. So it's Halloween. It's around Halloween now. Um, so on Halloween, they're in Charm's class, and they're trying to learn Wingardium Leviosa, which is a spell that um, levitates an object. Um, and Ron and Hermione are paired together to try to uh, work on it together, and Hermione does her uh, giddy giddy thing, you know, you're saying it wrong, uh, now watch me, you know, kind of showing off too, um, which takes Ron off pretty good, um, so as they're leaving Charms, Ron says some pretty ugly, hurtful things about Hermione, about nobody likes her because she's a know-it-all, and Hermione hears, so the boys don't see Hermione in any of their classes for the rest of the day. And they heard that she's in the um, girls' bathroom crying. So at the Halloween feast that night, Quirrell runs in and says, Troll in the dungeon. Um, so Professor Dumbledore orders the prefix to take their um, houses back to their dormitories. And as the boys are on their way to their dormitories, they remember Hermione. Well... Long story short, they see the troll and they try to lock it into this room that it goes into. So they lock the door and then they hear a scream and they realize that they've just locked the troll into the girl's bathroom with Hermione. So the boys go in and, you know, they're trying to help Hermione and they're fighting it the best way they know how. And it ends up with Ron doing Wingardium Leviosa on the um, Trolls Club and knocks, knocks the troll out with his own club. And um, McGonagall, Snape, and Quirrell bust in and they're shocked to, to see that a bunch of first years have taken on a fully grown troll. Um, and the um, most important part about this chapter is we see the dynamics between the three change. Hermione takes the blame for all of it. She says that she thought that she could take on the troll because she's read all about them and the boys had come to stop her. And if the boys hadn't showed up, then um, she would have been dead. So Hermione takes all this blame after Ron has said all this ugly stuff about her. She takes the blame away from the boys, and she loses some points. But the boys gain points for taking care of the troll. Um, 
and chapter 10 ends with the three becoming friends so um, that's where we're at in the book so far um, so if you have any questions or anything about chapter 6 through 10 um, you can tweet me um, post them on the Facebook page email me my email is Mrs. H online book club at gmail.com Mrs. is MRS um, so Mrs. H online book club at gmail.com uh, you can listen on SoundCloud, Spreaker, TuneIn um, iTunes, Google Play we also have a YouTube channel that um, each podcast is uh, uploaded onto uh, YouTube with closed captioning for the hearing impaired um, don't forget I'm looking for fan art of any kind from book one um, I'm also looking for a diagram of a Quidditch field so if you guys could send those in to me I want to uh, feature the fan art from book one as a track cover I'm also going to post them on uh, the Facebook page and Twitter make sure you include your name so I can give you credit for it and then um, the Quidditch pitch I want to post on Facebook so everybody can kind of see it because I remember the first time I read um, Sorcerer's Stone it was hard for me to imagine it and put it together I mean you can watch the movie if you want to and see it but I think it's it's neat to do it this way um, so next week we are going to finish up this book we are going to read from chapters 11 through 17 and that will end uh, the first book for us um, it'll be next episode will be uploaded Friday about 6 I was a little late last week but um, things have settled down a little bit so I shouldn't be late anymore um, also there's a poll up on the Facebook page uh, I want to know if you guys want to read The Cursed Child as a part of the um, Harry Potter series um, I'm also taking suggestions for what to read after the Harry Potter series alright guys thanks for listening and I will see you guys back here um, next Friday at 6